Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Jane Duber, and you can find her at globalexpertsaccelerator.com. That's globalexpertsaccelerator.com. Jane is a sought-after business strategist. She's a two-time author, international speaker, and a respected mentor to mission-driven entrepreneurs around the world. I love that. I'm a mission-driven entrepreneur. Over the past 30 years, Jane has not only started and grown several successful businesses of her own, She's also helped thousands of entrepreneurs, just like you, Startup Nation, transform their experience in business to one that is more profitable, highly leveraged, and deeply fulfilling. That's what we're all chasing. Yeehaw. Fulfillment, isn't it? <laughs> Jane, she's like, yeah. Jane and her team are on a mission to help expert entrepreneurs create more leverage in their business so that they can increase their impact and their income and enjoy a higher quality of life. The trifecta, I love it. Jane, <laughs> welcome to uh, your first 100K podcast. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Uh, well, Joseph, first of all, thank you for just inviting me. I love this podcast. You know, I think it really fulfills a need in the marketplace because a lot of people that first 100K is a big hurdle. So I just love you bring practical stuff, you bring cool people. So thank you, I'm really honored to be on here with you. Um, some of the gaps to fill in that might be kind of interesting is, you know, uh, 32 years ago, we, my husband and I, we used 5,000 bucks. It was for my wedding ring. <laughs> and so instead of a wedding ring, we started a business together. And so each of the seven businesses that we've started, 
we've done together. And so I have to say that's my greatest accomplishment. It's not, it's not the businesses or the ones we've sold. The fact that we're still happy and in love and still building businesses together and wouldn't want it any other way. So that's kind of a cool fact because in some ways it makes it a little more challenging, right? To, to build it with your partner. <laughs> I love that, Jane. So like you got, you know, partnership in business and a partnership in life with your husband. That's absolutely amazing and not easy to do. There's a, a friend of mine, you've probably been on her show. I think it's Couples in Business or something like that podcast. Oh, no. um, and if not, we'll get you an intro. Make sure you go on that one. But uh, really like what you're talking about here, okay? Um, take a minute, share something personal about you uh, that very few people actually know in your business mm. life. In your business life, you know, I will say I'm a bit of an, um, an introvert, you know? Why? <laughs> well, you know, it's, I think also, you know, as, as I'm, I'm now uh, approaching 60, right? So I think we change as we go along. You know, the first few businesses, I was all out. I was the face. I was on stages. I was driving. And so as we've done different businesses, I find that I'm having more fun being a little bit more in the background and holding other entrepreneurs up. You know, it's, um, sometimes I think people are drawn to this and they can have like the ego drive the, the bus a little bit. And so what I just found is to keep that in check and really keep it about service. Really, you know, our job right now as we're building our two businesses that we have is really to uplift other businesses. And so people might think I'm, I'm an extrovert and I'd like to be out there. I do it because it's a way to get the message out there. But I just love being, you know, Oz behind the curtain, helping people pull the levers, to be quite honest. So I, I do want to ask a practical uh, tip around that because we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in Startup Nation that consider themselves introvert and also use it as an excuse not to go and be out there and be visible and grow their brand. So what would you say to them right now as a, a very practical step that they can take to overcome that fear and really step into what they're saying they want in life? This is such a great question. So my guess is if they're listening to your show, they're also very heart-centered, mission-driven, right? So they're, they're here to bring their work to the world in a meaningful way and to create value for people. And I would say, you know, which are you more committed to? Making a difference for other people or being comfortable, right? Ooh. Ouch, Startup Nation, ouch, Jane just dropped it. <laughs> you know, great question, keep going. That, you, know, you gotta fight for these people. They need what you have and you have to go out you know, one of the things I say is you got to be willing, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable is really what it comes down to. So depending on how big your mission is, that'll determine how much you're getting out there and being seen because really it's not about you, it's really about them. So that was the Powerful. Startup Nation, are you more committed to your commitment to your mission or are you more committed to comfort? That's the question Jane's dropping on you. Do you have an answer? If not, go sit with it. It's an important yeah. question. All right, so here's why I invited Jane on the show. I met her at a uh, business podcasting conference a while back. It's been almost a year now, girl. Yeah. And, um, you know, really liked your energy, the way you carried yourself. Um, you just had a, a very quiet um, disposition about you. And I mean that in a, a way of humility. Uh, I could tell you're very confident, you're very successful, but also very humble. Uh, you weren't broadcasting yourself all over the place. You weren't um, like selling, selling, selling. And you had a team around you as well. And uh, I, you just stood out a little to me. Oh, um, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes we need that feedback of how we actually show up in certain surroundings because we don't get to see ourselves mm -hmm. sometimes in a mirror, right? 
All right, so let's get into this. Um, how did you make your first $100,000 in your existing business? This one right here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah. I, I know I just threw you a curveball, right? But, but <laughs> yeah. you're up for it. That's what entrepreneurship is. So yeah. in this business, right, Global Experts Accelerated, how did you make the first 100K? Really take us back um, and walk us through that story uh, and just give us some of those details. What did that look like in the beginning? Yeah, so there's one? two current businesses. So, so one is Global Experts Accelerator. Another one is Smart Biz Quiz. And I'm thinking in terms of what might be unique and maybe not something that your people, I can talk about both because they're both fun to share, but you figure it's, it's this last one is our seventh business um, called Smart Biz Quiz. And, you know, that business, the first, um, the first 100K, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I call the first 50K, actually, Joseph, if we can unpack this, because I was thinking about this this morning. And this is the pattern that I see in all seven businesses. And it, we really took it home in this last business. Um, where we're really literally those first 50,000 in order to get to the 100,000, what I saw as the pattern amongst all the businesses, which thank you for the gift of this question, um, was that it really was about, um, what I, I go through the, the concept of nail it, then scale it. Mm -hmm. Really about not worrying about scale, not worrying about, you know, getting out there too much. It was about really, really nailing the thing that we were offering our clients and not get so much in a hurry to get out there and grow exponentially because, you know, in order for us to grow, we need a business model that makes sense. We need multiple revenue streams coming in. And we also need intellectual property or an intellect, your, um, your proprietary process. So what I see happening today, whether it's a person in software, our, that last business was a software company, but my other company is more of a consulting coaching. So hopefully we can, you know, kind of cast a big net for everybody, no matter what their business is, is really in that first 50K, just honing in on creating raving fan clients, like rabid clients who get what they came for, who really, really feel taken care of, um, so that you really hone that, that ability of delivering on the promise that you're making in the market. That to me is the most important for the 50K. And then what happens then is once you do that and you're delivering on your promise and you're creating raving fans, then your marketing is so much easier because your messaging is down because you've done this for a while. You've got people who are referring new clients. You've got a process that you feel confident in. You know, Joseph, you may have seen this. I'm curious if you see this in your listeners, but when you see people kind of hesitating in the marketing world, what I've learned is that what's happening for them behind the scenes is really they're afraid they can't deliver on the promise they're making in their marketing. Like there's a little doubt there. So for me, I remember in the early days, you know, those first couple of clients, you're kind of just figuring it out and it's scary. But if you over-deliver on your promise that you're making and get that client to that end point, no matter what that is, then it, it slowly builds your confidence. It, it really builds a strong foundation. And, and that's really what it's been for us in the tech world. It was really the first 50,000. It was me in the trenches, figuring it out, sometimes delivering twice as much as I offered in my marketing to the client to really deliver so I can watch this process. How am I doing that? Mm. Now, let me ask you this. Let me jump in. Um, did you check in uh, with your client as you were going? Hey, am I, am I delivering? Am I over delivering? Are we there yet? Did you do that or did you just kind of guess on your own? Yeah, constantly. So we actually have, um, so when we have like a, let's say a three month contract or a six month contract, 
we actually do an end of the month report. And the first question is on a scale of one to 10, how happy were you with this, our experience, your experience with me this month? You know, if, if it's not a 10, what's the gap? And what can we do to make it a 10 this next month? And those questions, you know, they're not always fun to, especially in the early stages, it wasn't always fun to ask the question because they, you know, I asked for transparency right up front. But man, it allows you just to, to notice, okay, wow, so communication could have been improved or we, did, we fell short on this. And so continually asking those questions that you might be afraid to ask, it's, it's so valuable. And actually, you know, people are going out and taking courses and they're, they're hiring coaches when in all reality, if they just put this one piece in, you know, it, it'll, it'll change the way they build a business. Yeah. Right, so Jane, I got to go deeper on that one, right? Because uh, so many times we'll ask our clients, um, hey, how am I doing? What, you know, what, what's missing? What can we do better? And clients are not always honest with us. Why? Because they don't want to hurt our feelings. They like us. So how did you get them to be really transparent with you, even if it's stung? You know, I think that's a great question. You know, I think from those early day clients, they knew that I was 100% committed to deliver. And, and I said right up front that this is a partnership. I'm going to bring all that I can to the plate, but I need you to be completely transparent so that I understand what your needs are. So that was in the early days. I say now, so we have, we have, I have something called a turnkey CEO thing where we go in and we all, my whole team locks arms around that. So they're giving feedback on my entire team. And the email that goes to them is, you know, our relationship is the first and foremost thing and us delivering on the promise is important to us. And so your transparency in this, in this uh, report, basically they fill out a Word doc, um, means all the world to me and it'll enable us to serve you better. So I think maybe it's just how we set up that partnership right from the get. That that's, that's the nugget that I see right there. So Startup Nation, what I just heard Jane so subtly uh, convey is that you really got to communicate your expectations up front with your clients of what does this relationship look like? In other words, you have to create the safe space for them to, to hold you to your commitments, to hold you to your promises. They're not going to unless you give them permission to. So the way Jane did it, which I think is brilliant, I do it with my clients as well, so I really get this, is saying, hey, listen, I really want to show up. I really want to give you what you're paying me uh, for. But, you know, it may take me a while to, to get to that level. We're going to learn and grow together. It's a partnership. So I really need you to tell me how we're doing as we're going. I need you to, to point at me and poke me and say, hey, you know, we really missed that. Or this month, I didn't get the value. You need to step it up. It, like creating that safe space of communication where a client can just say, hey, you're not delivering right now and just hold you, hold you to it. That's actually what you want because then you know specifically what to work on and get better at. What do you want to add to, Jane? Well, I, would, I, would say, I never actually heard that. So I, I, well, I want to make sure like if you're really doing your thing, this is probably what you're going to hear. These are the things. So we, we asked what, what, what went well and we asked where can we improve. And so I've never had a client that gave us less than an eight. But it's, you would, you know, so a lot of people say, great, I'm at an eight. So but we're not satisfied with that. So it's, you know, your, your clients probably will give you a higher score, but you're asking what's the gap between the eight and the 10 because we're going for a 10. So you're chasing excellence, not just, yeah. you know, the, ba the bare minimum. Yeah, you know, if you think about it, Joseph, you and I have been around this industry, you go to events, you see it all the time. 
you know, I, I believe that what's happening in the industry right now with, with um, kind of opt-in rates are down, email open rates are down. In all actuality, I believe it's because, you know, in many cases, the industry as a whole has eroded the trust of the consumer. And right now, you know, it's, when I get on my soapbox, it's calling every single person that you're, the benchmark you're going for is to over-deliver on the promise you're making in marketing. Unfortunately, a lot of people are doing less. So that's how you differentiate yourself. And the word spreads. We don't do hardly any marketing right now. But yet both of my businesses have a constant stream of clients because everybody talks about us because they've never experienced anything like that. That's the kind of experience you need to create for your clients and you'll save tons of money on marketing. You'll be able to spend more time delivering on your services rather than going out there and trying to find the next one. All right. So Startup Nation, what I, first off, what I love is how this conversation is just unfolding with Jane, because last week, if you remember, I had uh, CEO Brock Blake, CEO of Lendio.com. They're doing 40 million plus a year. And he spoke specifically to you about nail it and scale it. That's how they built, right? And here's Jane coming on saying, hey, Startup Nation, nail it and scale it. So Jane, I really want to piggyback on that. So I'm going to put in, you know, your, your top three tips or strategies. Number one, communicate expectations with clients up front. And number two, deliver on your promise. What's your number three specifically in your nail it, scale it formula? And I would say over deliver on your promise, put that in there. <laughs> um, I would say the third is, is always look for the leverage point. And I think this is one thing that I look back over the seven businesses and I was doing that, the 50, the 50K, that first 50K in order to get to the 100K, I was always looking like, where's the leverage point? And le- what do you mean by that specifically? Yeah, so leverage is getting the greatest return for the least amount of effort, right? So what are the points that I can leverage in my business? So, you know, whether the first business it was, we had a jewelry company and I was teaching women with a home-based business how to go out and create their own business. Well, the first 50K, I was hustling, you know? <laughs> I was out with an MBA, I had a master's in business and I was holding jewelry partners. I mean, my father was like, what, what are you doing? But what I was doing is I was creating a system that we then turned around and had hundreds of, of people out there selling our product and we made it to multiple millions and we sold that company. Had I not had my eye on where can I leverage and what system, what proprietary system am I creating during that first 50K, then you know, that enabled us to get to the 100K by bringing on additional sales reps. So, in every single business I was looking at, we kind of we leveraged in a different way. One, I went on to QVC with the products. That was instant leverage. Um, I, got, I got really, I was so nervous, man. That was, that was, that's a funny story. But the key was, is that I knew that I could only reach so many people. And so that was my point of leverage with that business. So that's my third, is look through the lens of leverage. Where can I have the greatest return for the least amount of effort? Absolutely. And Startup Nation. But before you do that, you really got to get your product and your service nailed. You got to nail it before you scale it. That's key. So many of you try to scale before you even have a good product or service, right? And you had one or two clients, they patted you on the back, and then you had a few fall away or whatever. And now you're trying to scale. Like that's not going to work. You're trying to scale something that's mediocre. Like it's going to be so much work for you, so much extra effort. And what Jane's saying is don't stop at mediocrity, like actually push through and create an excellent product so that when you, it's time for you to scale, it becomes almost effortless. It really takes off on its own. Anything you want to add to that, Jane? Yeah. You know, and also just you got to pay your dues guys. If you, you know, a hundred, and I, I was going to say one of my sayings is it's, it takes just as much time to plan for building a hundred K business 
as it does to plan for building a million dollar business, right? Same components go in. You just gotta be a little smarter <laughs> to get it, those extra zeros on there, but you just gotta pay your dues. If you think about this, sometimes, you know, you hear people, they want the 100K, but if you look at that, look in your community, who in your community, professionals are making 100K? These are people that spent years and years on their education. They went, they, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases to set themselves up to have a practice, whether it be a law practice or health practice. Those people put in the dues, the time and the money. And then we have entrepreneurs who've been told you can hang your shingle out, become a coach or consultant, and you can have a 100K business. But you've got to put in the dues, the time, the money, the effort. And then you, I mean, you have a lifestyle and a lifetime of recurring income that's going to come to you. So, you know, put, put the time in. <laughs> Don't All right. So Jane, and, and this, you may have just answered the question, but why do you think 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K? Why is Startup Nation struggling right now still? You know, I'm going to dovetail on everything that we've said, because I think it's, you know, ditto on all that we've just said. I'll say, I think also that they're not working with a plan. You know, they're sort of um, dartboarding it. Shiny uh, object, object syndrome is, a, is a, a true epidemic. And so we work with what's called a freedom plan. You know, business plans are, it's a whole different era of what you need to do for business plans. Basically, what your business plan is for is number one, is to keep you focused, to be really clear about where you want to be in one year, right? So that's the vision piece. And then we do something called vision scanning, Joseph. It's a really cool process where you write your vision out in present day as if it's already happened, right? So it's now 2020, December, I'm celebrating all these things. And we've scanned through the vision, we pull out the projects. So that's all you really need is a sense of what projects you'll need to complete and what goals you need to get to get to that vision. And now what we do is we chunk it down in quarters put the project in buckets. Too many people are trying to do everything in, this, in the first quarter, right? They want everything done. So really just looking at your year, what we do is a 12 month year, we put it in four quarterly buckets, and then we do a 90 day sprint. So we, all you, you don't need to worry about anything else, but what your 90 day sprint is. And we've seen people get done in those three months, what literally has taken people a year or some or more to get done. And that makes sense because now they're laser focused on one target rather than being split in 15 different directions, correct? Right. And the thing I hear the most is, you know, why plan? Because everything's changing so fast. And I'm like, of course, your plan is going to change all the time. The difference is if you have a plan, you make better decisions when it comes time to change. And it also feels better. You know, if you don't have a plan, you're kind of moving this way and that way, you know, that whole adage, you know, the, the plane to get from LA to New York is off track, like what, 80% of the time. So mm -hmm. that's what it is as entrepreneurship. But the difference when you have a plan, you can look to see, okay, where was I going? Why does that not make as much sense now? And what's the course correct that I need to make? And you can do it without beating up in yourself or feeling guilty or feeling like a loser because you're actually doing what an entrepreneur should do. Jane, you just totally described me in like my first, second and third year of every business I've ever done. Like I was all over the place, scrambled eggs, you know, and I was being a loser. I wasn't targeted. And I can tell you uh, with my spiritual coaching business that I've been building this past year, uh, one thing I've totally shifted and it's made all the difference startup nation is I'm just asking myself one question. What's the next move? Like that's it. I focus on that. What's the next move? I answer it. And then I, my next question is, well, how do I do that? And I write down how to do it. And then I act and then I achieve that. And then I say, what's the next move? 
And I'm not planning out 10, 15, 20 moves. I'm just like, what's the next move? And it keeps moving me forward. I've looked back and in the past month, I've done 15 moves on one thing that I wouldn't have done if yeah. I was all over the place. Anything on that, Jane? Well, you're a perfect example of this. And Joseph, you know, we're just kind of getting to know each other, but I also had an impression of you when I first met you. And, and also, you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hit I'll, me, Jane. I'll keep it sweet. But really, the, here's what I know is you, you have a vision. You know where you're going, Joseph. And so when you say, what's the next move? The reason you can ask that question and get the right answer is two things. You have a vision, right? And you're a man that's driven by your values. That, like, that came through so clear to me. You live by your values. And when you know your values and you have the principles of the company that you want to build, then the next best move is an easier question to answer because you know you're going to know what doesn't feel right because you know your vision and your values. So kudos to you because I know you got that down. Wow. Thank you so much, Shane. I really appreciate that. And Startup Nation, learn from that, right? Is like the way I make a lot of my decisions, Jane hit it spot on, which is brilliant insight, is that I line up, well, that shiny distraction or opportunity, does it align uh, with my values and get me closer to the goal? If, it's, if it gets me closer to the goal, but it's, it, you know, is in conflict with one of my values, my answer is always a no. Yeah. Why? Because eventually it will backfire on me. I've learned it so many times and it hurts when it backfires. Right, so Jane, we are running out of time because that's what happens when we're just moving I know, and grooming, girl. This is so fun. You're so awesome. Fun. My guests love coming on this show. It's so much fun. All right. So we are listening to Jane Duber. You can find her at globalexpertsaccelerator.com. Isn't she fabulous, Startup Nation? You know, her transparency, her humility, and look at all this wisdom and business acumen she brings to the table just for you to move you forward in your business towards your dreams. So reach out to her, go find her at her website there. And Jane, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you tw uh, 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Freedom. Freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Having to put boundaries. Yeah. What are you most afraid of? Hmm. Not trying and not, not trying. Not what trying, did you spend? What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Second guessing myself. Startup nation. Stop it. <laughs> what secret fear do you have about people? Hmm. That they'll misinterpret my desire to serve. Mm. I share that one. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Search cuts your whole process if you hire a mentor and ask good questions. Startup Nation, go hire a coach. If you don't have a coach, <laughs> you are like, listen, entrepreneurship, business success, it's not a solo yeah. sport. If you're trying to do it on your own, you're just ex uh, extending the, the amount of time it's going to take you to get there. What's a new habit you want to form? Mm, not looking at my email before noon. Yes, that's so important. <laughs> What's a bad habit you want to break? Looking at my email before noon. <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you are now, Jane. Mm, inspired, on purpose, and loving. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in your business. Freaked out, overwhelmed, but determined. Freaked out, overwhelmed, but determined. Startup Nation, is that you? <laughs> Come on now, listen to Jane's advice. Put it into practice. You could start winning bigger. 
And Jane, last question. If you could come back to life after you died, tell your family and friends, look them right in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Love more. Love more, Startup Leave Nation. Into everything, yeah. Jane, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year? Yeah, I mean, so I would say take the lid off. You know, be smart. Joseph's given you through all these episodes a formula. So, you know, do what he's telling you to do. Um, I also will say, you know, one of the things that I, I believe, Joseph, is, you know, I teach, we teach curriculum design in one of my companies. And the first step to evolutionary change is uh, it's the first of seven steps and it's awareness. And so one of the challenges is that most entrepreneurs aren't really honest or clear about where they are and what are the missing pieces that are holding them back. And so it has to do with a little gift that I want to give them, but it really is be honest about where you are and look at the gap to where you want to be. And, and it's, that's the only way for you to really figure out what is that next best move is to know where the gap is. So Stop. we created a little tool. So I'd love to share it if I could. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go to businessaccelerationquiz, businessaccelerationquiz.com. And it takes about four minutes and it's just a way for you to get really clear. Basically what it does, all the way from business foundations, all the way to leveraging and scaling your business, it gives you a really quick opportunity for you to score yourself on where you are on a scale of one to 10. One, it doesn't describe you at all. 10, you've nailed that piece. And you get this report and it basically tells you kind of where those missing pieces are that are holding you back. And that's, that's our gift of awareness. There's also a really cool gift that comes with your quiz results, but um, that's our gift to your people and it's uh, I found it to be really transformational because once we know what's missing we can actually put our time and attention on those pieces and really move the needle. Jane on behalf of my people thank you so much that's such You're a great gift. So Startup Nation go get it stop dilly-dallying come on you got dreams you got goals put in the work put in the time listen to Jane she's fantastic. And Startup Nation, if you need some helping in the other areas of your life that matter most, that matter more than chasing money, that's what I offer. Spiritual coaching. I help clients get their spouses back and avoid those messy, expensive divorces. Because what good is it chasing all that money and making all that money if you're going to lose half of it or more in a broken relationship? And then maybe your kids are going to get affected by that as well. They're going to suffer. Why even go there? Through coaching, my clients, they avoid those divorces. Or maybe you're the, uh, the provider parent, but not the present parent for the past five or 10 years because you're chasing the money. You're trying to provide for your family a great life, but you're not being there for them. Now your kids are ignoring you. They're teenagers. They want nothing to do with you. I help you get your kids back in your life. My clients have gotten their kids back. Their, their, their kids now look them in the eye and say, I love you, dad. What is that worth? If you want that, go to josephwarren.net and schedule a spiritual clarity call with me. We'll get on, we'll chat about what, you know, getting clear on what you really want in your life right now. And then we'll see if we want to work together. If not, totally fine. But if we do, I'll show you how. All right, so Jane, thank you for being on the show. Startup Nation, this girl rocks. Jane Duber, go to globalexpertsaccelerated.com. Get in contact with her or go get your free gift from her at businessaccelerationquiz.com. Jane, thank you so much. And I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, girl.
Thank you, my dear. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.